As runners, we all challenge ourselves in ways we never thought possible, pushing the boundaries of what we're capable of to smash through targets and set ourselves new bigger and better ones. This awesome hobby that we share gives us one thing in common and it brings us together as a community. Whether you're working towards completing your first park run or you're a veteran of the sport who's run 100 ultra marathons, we all know the feeling of reaching that maxed out effort and our own red line. Welcome to our podcast where your hosts Brett Ellsmore and Andy Maguire discuss the struggles, the successes and everything in between on our running journeys as we all work towards the next time we're running the red line. Yes, I can see in the top yes, top left corner. We, we are, are recording. We are recording. So, right. Uh, welcome to this first like pilot episode of Running the Red Line podcast, I guess. Um, uh, I am Brett and my co-host is to the side of me on the screen and it is Andy, who Hello. was previously was running with Andy. Oh, until about an hour ago. Yeah, has had a name change today. Tell us about that, Andy. Well, yeah, I've uh, I've sensationally, I'm sure everyone's going to be talking about this in the papers and the, you know, the media's going to be going, there's going to be causing a frenzy. But yeah, I've changed my, my name. So I'm now, it's on Andy. But I've now realised, because someone pointed out in the comments that it sounds like someone's put the blame on me so who's the blame on the blame's on Andy it's on Andy so uh so yeah I'll have to kind of hope that I hope that people understand that it's not mainly because the blame's on me but when Brett and I ran the Worcester half marathon obviously you were shouting at me it's on Andy it's on it's on Andy Andy it's on so I thought what what better sort of title to call it than it's I'm just quickly I didn't realise how frequently used running with so-and-so would be, you know? So, cause when I first was thinking of a, yeah. a handle to use, I was thinking, right, what, what, what has nobody used running with Andy? Yeah. Perfect. No one's ever heard of that. And then it turns out that like every other person is called running with their name. So yeah. uh, anyway, so yeah, running. It, yeah. No, no, I'm not running with Andy. It's on Andy. That's, that's the new name. <laughs> yeah. And it's already had one dislike. So yeah, so and hopefully many more to come. <laughs> I'm not changing yeah. it back. So now. no, no, no way. No, it's no on way. Andy is perfect. Um, but yeah, so Andy, Andy Maguire, um, running. With, sorry, I've done it already. It's on Andy <laughs> on yeah. uh, YouTube and all social media. And uh, my name's uh, Brett Ellsmore, and I am Obi Wan Brand on all uh, social media and YouTube. We are both just normal guys who really like running. And um, it actually, this is an interesting thing as well is, so we, we've got to know each other really, really well through running and become really good friends through running. But there's a bit of a story about this as well. Um, so I've known Andy for a long, long time, but didn't really know Andy. No, and Andy's 
known me, but didn't really know me. And when I first started doing YouTube and stuff, I was watching Andy's channel and getting really involved, uh, really enjoying his videos and everything. And I was also talking to a friend who was telling me that their brother does um, YouTube videos about their running and talking to me about my races. And I kept on saying, oh, yeah, say um, well done to your brother and give my congratulations about races and everything. And it turns out that my friend's brother was Andy. So we were interacting. My, yeah, because my sister's well, also at the same time saying, I've got a mate called Brett who's doing the Redditch Half Marathon or the Birmingham Half Marathon. Uh, you two, I don't know how you've never met each other. Uh, you, you know Brett, don't you? I was like, Brett? What, Brett? Brett, Brett? No. Oh, Brett? No. And then I got <laughs> it was you. So, yeah. 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 You, YouTube is such a funny way to network, isn't it? And what's well, social oh, media it is, in general? Yeah. It's, it's really strange because you can reconnect with people who you've maybe not seen for 20 years or, or more. You know, people from school. I remember being lining up in um, one of the races I did in the summer last year or the year before, and I was stood next to someone I used to sit next to in RE in year nine. <laughs> I was like, right, Ben, how's it going? What are you doing here? And it's just so funny. I, I don't know. It seems to be people in their 30s, 40s and beyond who just seem to have, I don't know, maybe it seems like running just seems to, hit you when you get to your 30s i don't know if yes if you felt the same but then all of a yep. sudden you you um you start to find people who you maybe lost touch with and then all of a sudden you've got something massive in common with that person that you haven't yep. seen for 10 15 20 years yeah because we, we were both at your sister's wedding um but obviously we didn't talk and everything and yeah it's really it's really bizarre that it like our connection goes so far back but we didn't put two and two together until running yeah. brought us together which is yeah crazy cool, to be honest yeah it's mental yeah. but good um but so you should go first on this one um okay. how did you get into running how did running come into your life so I was, I've always been that sort of guy that's a little bit sporty, but more interested in socially stuff. So I'd always conveniently find an excuse to not do exercise. And, you know, throughout my teens and 20s, I, um, you know, found going out and kebabs and, you know, I found that more interesting. Friday and Saturday nights were more interesting to me than Saturday morning park runs and Sunday morning races. And um, yeah, basically 2020 is strange because Laura and I were supposed to get married. Laura, my wife, now uh, we were engaged and we were supposed to get married in May 2020. And then when the pandemic came and the uh, the lockdown happened, but slightly just before that, you know, it's probably literally four years ago to the day, you know, when everyone was going, oh, well, it's just a cold, you know, we'll probably all get it. But it will probably be fine. Um, yep. In that period, we were still thinking, yeah, everything's going to go ahead. So we may as well. Well, I was thinking anyway, I'm going to have to lose a bit of timber here because I can't fit into my wedding suit. I've tried my suit on the other day and it does not fit. And Running was a temporary thing for me. I was going to fit into my suit and then I was going to just 
live that typically ha- happy married man life where I could just eat and drink what I want for the rest of my life and just balloon out of control. But then it, the, 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 the pandemic came and running just became a lifestyle. It's now got to a point four years later where I cannot imagine my life without it. It's got to a point where I'm thinking something's wrong here. I've only done three runs this week. Three runs. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not like a, a you know a two and a half hour marathoner. I'm fairly everyday kind of times, but I've just got to a point where I enjoy doing it that much. It's not a chore anymore. And no, it's part what, of your life. What used to put me off has now become routine. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I I used to hate running. I used to hate all forms of exercise, and now, when the thought of telling my mates from school because we've still got like a core group of mates from school, when I sort of remind them. By the way, lads, I'm a fitness influencer. They're like, ah, no, you're not. Stupid. <laughs> I'm a fitness YouTuber, lads. What do you think about that? But it's it's so funny, basically, because no one ever at school or even in up to a couple of years ago would ever have pinned me for anyone that would optionally do this. So I just do it for the love of it. I really do. I've I've found, I guess I've found my I found my hobby. I found my thing, and 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 it's uh, yeah, never been happier. Absolutely love running, and uh, yeah, brilliant. So so the last four years have been yeah, been awesome. The origin story of Andy. Yeah, that's basically well, and, it. And, and, Andy, the runner. The runner. Yeah, before yeah. before running shoes, I was a mess. You know, I was thirty uh, percent body fat. Probably, I was ridiculous. I was. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't run two lampposts without being out of breath. And um, instead of thinking, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go again, I just thought, nah, I'll, I'll try again in a few months when I, when I might have lost a bit of weight or whatever, and then never done anything about it. And then that the, that run never came. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go through a phase where I'd, I'd go for like three runs in a week and think, oh, yeah, I feel all right, find an excuse not to do the fourth run, and then – Six months later, think, oh, I better go for a run today. So, yeah, that has drastically changed. So, yeah, here I am complaining that I'm only doing three runs a week. And then if only a few years ago, three runs a week would have been a huge upheaval. So it's, it's funny how you can change. Yeah. Yeah. How about what, what, what about you? What's your story? Right, so, so I started running um end of 2011 uh start of 2012 um and my big um i think kick up the bum to get into action um i'd always watched the london marathon on tv and always thought oh that'd be a brilliant thing to do but i wasn't a runner didn't do running uh last time i ran was back in middle school when yeah. we used to do cross used to do cross country um and stuff like that um after that i didn't re- i wasn't really that sporty um skateboarding was my sport so i used to go and skateboard with all my mates and everything but um yeah in 20 uh so to start of 2012 the olympics was about to happen in england uh and that inspired me and a friend at the time 
said they were they just signed up for the London Marathon for charity. And I said, oh, London Marathon, that's something I've always wanted to do. And they said, oh, they've still got charity places. So the next day, went online and signed up for a charity place for London Marathon. I'd wow. never, never run, never run a race, never run long distance or anything. And straight away signed up for London Marathon. Possibly yeah. a silly idea. Um, and yet yeah, just started running, went to a sports shop and bought a pair of shoes they weren't even running shoes just got out and started well I say, I say running started plodding along along around the block um and then went to a proper um running shop and got um fitted for a pair of shoes um and just yeah went from there and I was I was slow um I was just putting one foot in front of the other and trying to get through it Got to the point where I reached 13 miles as my longest run and got an injury um, on the uh, like on the outside of my calf. And it put me out for, I think I was out for six weeks, couldn't run, couldn't do mm. anything. And then two weeks before London Marathon, I went for a little run and went, oh, things feel OK. I'm going to do this. Um, so longest run was 13 miles. Um, I'd been out for six weeks and then two weeks of training. Um, I then went down to London and took part in the London Marathon. Um, I was overweight. I was not in good shape or anything like that. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. But mm. I crossed that finish line and it was... The, for, for like 30 seconds of crossing that finish line, the bit coming up to the finish line, crossing that finish line, and then a few seconds afterwards was the best feeling ever. Yeah. And then the pain kicked, then the pain kicked in and it was yeah. horrendous. Uh, I yeah. couldn't walk for days afterwards. And as soon as I finished, I went, I am never running again. And yeah. so went, went home with, with my medal thought that's it that's my running career over and then about a week later i went do you know what? i quite like running um and just started, I reckon I can do it faster. Yeah, yeah 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 and start started running again and then basically i was just running to run the london marathon each year so i signed up for the same charity five years in a row um yeah. but the only reason i was really running was to go and run the london marathon each year i wasn't taking it seriously wasn't really yeah. training I was just going out for runs didn't really know yeah. what I was doing and then after the London Marathon in 2016 um, I then um, did a trail race in Redditch um, so my first off-road race and it was 10k and about 6k in went over on my ankle um, fell to the floor got up and went, oh, that hurts, but thought, right, I've still got to get to the end. So carried on running on a twisted ankle for another 4K and got to the end. My ankle just ballooned, uh, went black, uh, and I tore the ligaments in my ankle. So I was then in a, I was then in a splint boot for, I think, six weeks um, before I could start doing anything again. And whilst I was in a splint boot to make myself feel better, entered the Birmingham International Marathon, 
when they did the full marathon in 2017. And I said, right, I'm going to go and run that. I'm going to get back yeah. to it. I'm going to go and run it. So, yeah, got out of the splint boot, managed to do enough training to get on that start line. And half a mile into the Birmingham Marathon, I twisted my other ankle. But the other obviously one. my my yeah, my silly head went, just carry on, it'll be fine. I'm only half a mile in, it'll be fine. So carried on. And I think compensating, I did my patella tendon on the right leg. Um, and then physio, I had acupuncture, I had all sorts of things to try and get my knee right, and it just wouldn't go right. So I went, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm not running anymore. That's it. So then, yeah, I, I, I was injured for two years, um, just over. And then COVID hit. So the same as you, COVID hit. And I went, oh, man, I need to get fit. I need to do something to stop being overweight and eating really badly. Um, so got my running shoes back on and started running again and thought I'm going to properly take this seriously now and try and actually improve my running yeah and yeah and that's where it started i started going out and actually training properly um and yeah so just what, got so what what shape were you in then in um you know when lockdown hit were you would you say oh, that you were almost back to square one yeah i hadn't done any exercise for those two years because my knee just wouldn't let me so i'd right. just been eating badly um yeah. and sit, sitting down doing nothing um yeah. so yeah so I, I was in pretty bad shape so when i first started again during lockdown uh, yeah it was it, it was slow it was steady but um i started doing a lot of reading and really got the running bug and started getting into it and working out what i needed to do to try and improve and get better and then started entering some races when they came back and just thought yeah i want to get into this properly and take it seriously and so it's, it's almost yeah it's almost as if you've had two phases then so far yes yeah two, i, ha two, I had two. a phase as a as a just a, a a runner or jogger as they call it where i was just going out and running for to be able to go and run the london marathon but now i'm at the stage where I see myself as a runner. That's that's. It, I don't want to say it's part of my identity because that sounds really silly. But as you said, I can't see my life without running. Yeah. Uh, I've been injured again recently, and I was three weeks out of doing no exercise at all, and I went slightly mental. Um, I was climbing the walls, wanting to go out and do something, but yeah. I couldn't. And yeah, I I. But yeah, back back before I started running, to think that I would want to get out and run whilst I, yeah, whilst I could just sit down and do nothing and watch a film. Um, yeah. To think that I would be happier out, absolutely pu pushing my body to its limits um, is, is a crazy thought, but I can't think of anything better on a Sunday than go out and go for a long run and just be well, i think that's a little say, bit sorry. why we've yeah i was gonna say that's a little bit like why we've started this this podcast because i feel like to some degree when i started running 
I started running like a headless chicken, basically. I wasn't really watching YouTube or getting tips until at least a year into being a runner. Like I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing really. I still don't, to be fair, but the, the thing that I think where we're both at now, the reason that we're doing this, this podcast and the reason we've called it running the red line is because I think we both quite enjoy maxing out <laughs> yeah. what, we, what we've got, you know? Yeah. Pushing as, our limits. As, yeah. As, as much as we do like, you know, the, the slow, steady stuff at the end of the day, we are runners that like to be, we need, we get some sort of validation, don't we? From a, a little few numbers on the watch or off the chip time, you know, it makes us feel different. They're just numbers. It's they're technically, they're not even real things, but they are to us, aren't they? So these times make us behave differently and we push ourselves to the limit. And I think that's a little bit like, obviously you and I are at different levels of fitness stages of running. You've obviously got five years on me. Um, well, probably a little bit more. But well, then I've caught up with you because you've been injured for half of it. But um, <laughs> we, we, I think we both, whether it's a 5k, a 10k, a half, or I've already done a handful of marathons, but I think we both enjoy chasing the numbers and seeing what our bodies can do, what our legs can do. Of what yeah. we're capable of and what our minds and brains will let us do as well. Yeah, well, well that, that's the thing. Half of it is mental, pushing yourself through that mental barrier of knowing that you can push yourself a little bit further. But what I really yeah. like about it is we're entering races, but we're not necessarily, I mean, sometimes, yes, we are racing other people. But most of the time when we're entering races, we're racing ourselves and our previous selves and we're trying yeah. to improve on what we've done before. Running is one of those sports where you don't have to necessarily compete against anyone else. So yeah. when I'm running my marathon, I'm not competing about against anybody that I'm running with. I'm competing against myself and I want to make myself better. Yeah. It's not a case of I can beat him. It's a case of can I beat me? Yeah. It's the same as... I guess it's to some degree, I'm not comparing myself to Kipchoge here, but it's some degree because they've got no one else to beat. So even he is trying to beat himself every time he gets his shoes on and, you know, try and get that sub two hour world record, that, you know, that world record, whatever. But it's, um, it's like a never ending cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, And no matter how quick you go, I don't think, will ever be satisfied and go, right, that's it. That, that, that's, that's the best I'll ever do. We'll end it there. I won't try any bet harder next time. Yeah. Yeah. You will, you will always set yourself a new target to go yeah. to. Well, that seems like a decent uh, point for maybe just to discuss quickly our numbers, what we have achieved so far. Maybe we should start out with 5Ks because for me, my 5K time has improved drastically really when I think yes. over the last four years I remember doing my first ever park run and that's the only time I've ever really done up until then my first ever timed 5k and I remember running hell for leather and being so happy with the time that I got because it was a 40 second pb on the day and that time now 
is slower than like almost my easy pace. Well, it's about my easy pace. It's crazy because I did that run in nearly 26 minutes. And now I'm doing sort of low, you know, I'm doing 20 and a half minute, you know, hard 5Ks. And it's so the progress, if you can just be consistent, is um, is is there for you to see. And that's where the numbers come into play, because that's where you can almost see. Pro I know times for races don't define you. You know, you could say that maybe your first ever London Marathon might be your greatest ever achievement. Argue, I'm not obviously... I'm not saying for one second you probably would agree with this, but you could say it's a bigger achievement than your sub three in Manchester because, you know, it, it, it's quite, quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I fully, fully, fully trained for that um, Manchester marathon. Whereas London. Yeah. I didn't fully, fully train. I didn't know what I was doing um, and having that injury. So I was out for so long to actually cross that finish line was, yeah, yeah. It it took everything I possibly had to even cross that finish line, and now I look at it and think, man, that time is crazy. I mean, yeah. it's slower than your slowest marathon. You've done every marathon you've done is way way quicker than my first ever marathon. Do you remember um, what time you did it in that that first London yeah, one? Yeah, it was four hours and fifty minutes. Four fifty. That's almost. Yeah. Yeah, you could almost run at that pace. You could probably do at your Manchester pace. You could probably do about forty-five miles, couldn't you? In, in that, you know, if you carried on at that pace, yeah, it's yep. it's uh, yeah, it's madness, isn't it? It's the progress. And when you think about what you know now compared to what you knew then, but I mean, yep. a big thing to say is now there's never been a better time to get into running. Really, no, no, yeah. There's so much information. Incredible available yeah. and it's um yeah. it's there are so many helpful people there's clubs yeah. there's virtual clubs there's um people like you and i you just love chatting about it online yeah social media there's i mean yes i imagine on this in the same breath there's a lot of misinformation oh the, uh, yeah there's a lot have of to, bad information out there and you yeah have, you, yeah you have to sift through it but a majority of it is a good community of nice good people just yeah. wanting to help and support each other yeah. um it's something i've found within running it, it's another one of those things like other sports you support a particular person and you always want to um uh you want one person to win over the other yeah but it's really strange running you can support every single runner that's there. And yes, Absolutely. there are races. When you watch the Olympics, you're rooting for a particular runner to uh, win or whatever. But like all my club mates, when I'm racing against my club mates, I want them to do their best just as well as I do my best. And if yeah. they beat me, I, I don't care. As long as I'm pushing myself to the limit, I want them to do as well. I'm I'm not going yeah. out to beat them. I'm going out to push myself to my limit and hopefully they will as well. Like yeah. I'm amazingly happy when you hit your targets just as happy as I am when I hit mine. It's yeah. it's amazing and the community seems to be like that. There's people yeah. who you don't know who are absolutely delighted that 
you've achieved a goal or a target that you've set yourself yeah. and you don't even know them and they're absolutely like over the moon that you've managed to do that yeah it's a i when i finished when i saw you at the finish line in manchester and i um i didn't quite hit my target that i wanted to but i saw you shortly after cross the well not shortly because you'd finished 45 minutes before me but when you told me that you'd done your you nailed your marathon and you you you'd got in not by the skin of your teeth but you you just crept inside that that target and you and and because it's such a huge target that sub 3 as well i was like that's that's just made my day it's just that <laughs> r- r- running's got the ability to do that it it makes you yeah um it's it's a selfless sport and considering it is a solo sport it's the least solo sport that you can ever consider a solo sport it's a team sport isn't it yeah it is and yeah. uh yeah so so just because we we are we're um the time is slipping through our fingers yeah. already I, I knew this would happen we'd be chatting yeah. and we'd block but i know we wanted to talk briefly about what we've got coming up for the rest of the year yes yeah, and one of the points why we've even started this podcast as well is to, yeah. is to document what we're doing this spring and uh, yes. what we're aiming towards. So, um, yeah, we, we are both doing a spring marathon again this year, aren't we? Looking forward to it. Absolutely. I feel like once you've locked into that training block, you just feel like, you know, the bars come down, you're on Nemesis or you're on Oblivion or whatever. And you just got to ride that roller coaster. There's no getting off it. And um, yeah, that's where I think we both are now. It's um, it, it's different for you. Well, why don't you go ahead because you you've had a bit of a a strange yeah. weeks, haven't you? Yes, I've I've yeah, I'm coming into this training block in a bit of a strange situation to where I was last year. So last year, um, I had a really strong winter. Um, did all the cross country races and carried on training throughout um, and I was in a really good place when I um, started in January um, but this winter I unfortunately picked up a injury in November so a couple of days after we did the Alton Towers half um, and then I, s- I swear that race is cursed <laughs> yeah, I think it is yeah. Um, but yeah so a couple of days after that, picked up a um, glute injury, which put me out. So I did zero exercise for three weeks and then slowly got back into doing things, but no running. So I was on the cross trainer um, and then I've slowly put running back into um, into what I've been doing and still keeping up the cross trainer and stuff just so I can uh, transition a bit um, slower rather than jumping straight back in so yeah so this time last year i was on like 65 mile a week and i was in a really good place to start my block and really push up to that maximum mileage whereas last week um i was on 35 miles for the week um of running so i'm halfway to where i was last year so it's going to be an interesting one um but um yeah, my 14-week block started Monday um, and I will be running Manchester again. Um, I'm a bit gutted because um, one of the things and one of the reasons 
um, I wanted to do Manchester last year was to get a good for age time to do London Marathon this year. And yeah. I hit that good for age time, put my application in, um, got a good for age place so I could run London this year um, and then managed to double book myself on that weekend. So can't go and run London. So yeah. it's Manchester again for me. I managed to get a place, which is great. Um, but yeah, Manchester in 14 weeks time on April the 14th. So yeah, I, I mean, will be there. There's, 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 there's worse marathons to run. I mean, Manchester oh, de is definitely probably. I mean, it's the second biggest in the UK, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, it's a huge international manage, uh, marathon. I would, I would have thought people come from all over to race Manchester. Oh, definitely. It, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, what are the, what are the numbers there? It's got to be above twenty thousand. I think it's 30,000 this year. Wow. So that's, a, it, that's on a par with what London Marathon was. I think London's got up to 35 now. Um, but 30,000 is a lot it, of people. It attracts some fast runners as well because there's, there's this yeah. – um, there's this. Well, I got a PB there, and I assume a lot of people who are listening to this may have got a marathon PB there. It is kind of marketed as the course – that you get your PB on, isn't it? That's kind yeah, of yeah, and that's yeah, how everyone flat. talks about Manchester. Yeah, flat and fast is what they call yeah. it. So uh, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I just thought I'd go back to Manchester because I now know the course, so I know what I'm getting into. Um, th there's the hill which people talk about, um, which uh, yeah, living in Redditch, it was more of a a, a small gradient slope. Um, no, is what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, there, I mean, there is that in the middle, which, yeah, on, on halfway through a marathon, tired legs isn't the best thing, but it's, it's not bad at all. So because yeah. it's pretty flat, I knew what the course was like. I thought, yeah, that's, that's my best route back yeah. into a good for age time for London. So yeah, my target this year is to try and get under that 305 which is my age group good for age time but i'm going to be aiming for what i was aiming for last year and go out at a pace i can try and pb at so we'll yeah. see we'll but see it's what good happens that, it's good that the pressure's off for you really because you know your training block cannot be compared to what it was last year so it's pointless thinking right i can knock two or three minutes off this year so you can kind of go into it with a let's just see what happens kind of mentality because exactly. you've already got last year's time bagged. You've already run that sub three, which is let's face it, a lifetime runners bucket list item that not yeah. many runners will ever feel the feeling of on a finish line. And so you've, you've got that now you can retire if you want, you, know, you, you, <laughs> hey. you, you can, you can come and run a four hour marathon with me if you like, but yeah. it's um, it, yeah, you kind of, you've kind of, it's good. You're in a good situation, I guess, because you've got an injury to recover from and you know that. So you've just got to kind of see what well, happens. Yeah. But last year I got injured halfway through the block. So to come right. into the start of the, the block, recovering from injury is possibly better than being injured halfway through. So as long as I keep up yes. the S&C and don't go down that injury route again, hopefully I'll come out at the end of the training block at a better place than I was last year. So we'll see. You never know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my, 
Manchester PB from last year, which was 347. And I'm trying my best to run a PB this year in the spring in Newport. So I yeah. am a stickler. I don't know. I don't know why I do this in my brain, but I don't like doing the same thing twice. I don't know what it is. Um, so I didn't want to run Manchester again. And partly because I was worried that I might end up running it slower. And <laughs> it would just it would it would just sort of mess with my head a little bit. So I'd be yeah. a little bit disappointed. But so I found Newport and I've I found some really good reviews about it. Again, um, flat and fast. Apparently it's very, very flat. Though Pete, again, people listening to this will have run this before and sure they can tell tell me, but apparently there's one bit of elevation which is over a railway bridge or a canal or something. Uh and it's like yeah, it's 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 hardly anything at all. So I am looking forward to that, but I know not to get complacent. I know not to go off too fast because it's flat. I know that just because it's flat, it's still a marathon. It's still twenty six point two. It's still forty two point two k. Does it make it any easier? And I need to I need to train properly. And I'm looking forward to going back to basics. Really, I mean, this is only my. I'm talking like I'm blooming Bacali here, but I'm I've only I've only done a, a well, this has been my fifth marathon now. And uh, is that, is that what number blocks. you're on? Is that what number you're on? Be, five. No, now. this this will be number six now. This will be number six. Number six. So I did so I did yeah. two in a row in October. I did York and Chester last year. Um yeah. and um Manchester last uh, this time last year. So so yeah, it'll be number six. And catching me, catching me up then, because I'm well. Manchester will be number eight for me. Will I've it? Only done seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I am hoping for some improvement. I don't want to leave it to chance. I do want to make sure that I get the hard yards done and I get the the hard work done. And I want to instead of working hard, I kind of want to work smarter this year. So I don't want to be doing 60, 70, 80 mile a week, which is well beyond my pay grade. So I just kind of want to maybe pull the volume back to like within my means don't go too crazy i don't want to risk injury so i'm thinking about maximizing sessions rather rather than putting volume in there because i know that nice. we're, we're both i mean every again everyone listening to this will, will relate to this we're not professionals so we don't really have the gift of time to train so no we have to we we can't really pick and choose when we do train a lot of the time so when you are sort of pounding the pavement you don't want to be i only heard this you know recently but about about junk miles in training and how detrimental they can be so you can be running say for example if you've got a recovery um mondays for example are your recovery days if you go out and do a tempo because you think, oh, I probably should haven't done much speed work lately, they're technically junk miles, I would say, because if that's when you should be recovering and that's when your body is yeah. used to recovery, those miles are probably no good to you. You might as yeah. well have just Ch stayed in bed. Yeah, chasing effort that you should have done and trying to put it in later is a really bad idea. Um, like put, put in your session back a day that's fine. But if yeah. you miss a session during the week and then you're trying to cram it all in at the end, that's the, yeah, it's a silly idea. That's just a direct route to injury. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate and I will, it's not, it's, it's almost like a, an inevitability. I've not really touch wood. 
I've not been injured or I've not had an injury that's lasted me longer than sort of four weeks or three weeks. Uh, and even that was right at the start when I was running, uh, when I just started running. So I don't really know how it feels to be injured during a block. And I can imagine it is hugely frustrating and messes with your head. Even though, again, we're not professionals, we, we, we treat it like we are, don't we? Because that's how we have to do it. Because we know that mediocrity and getting lazy in training doesn't cut the mustard on race day. You need to put... No. You get... The, the, the One of the things, right, Laura said this to me, which is, I thought, very philosophical, considering that at the time she wasn't running so much. At the end of the race, she told me one day when I was a bit disappointed... Um, no, I'll tell you what had happened. I ran a race, I PB'd on it, but I did a massive positive split. And I crossed the line and I just... I, I actually felt... A, not dejected, but... I always felt like I didn't deserve it because I'd run the race technically badly. I'd run out of steam. I'd run out of effort. And I limped across the finish line, just about got a PB, partly because my PB was beatable. And she said to me, you get what you deserve. And <laughs> I had put the training in to get myself on that start line, but I'd not executed the race how I'd wanted to execute it. So I got away with yeah. it. But in a way... Yeah, you, you kind of got what you deserve. Because I, if I'd have raced that race properly, I could have got another two, three, four, five minutes quicker. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's one thing about running that I really do like is that you do seem to get what you deserve. There's there's no such yeah. – well, I wouldn't say there's no such thing as luck in running, but there's um, you certainly make your own luck. Yeah, definitely. You reap what you sow. If you put yeah. in that effort in your training, then it comes to fruition in the race. Um, nine times out of ten anyway there are those times when you have a shocker of a race when you put in the work and it's and you've done everything you should have done but it still doesn't go right on the day um, there are those times but it's always going to be like that you can't do everything perfect every time um, yeah. so you've just got to go with the flow and go with what happens on race day and that that's one of the things with marathons as well is it's not like a 5k or a 10k if you have a bad race, you can't go back next week and try again and go and blast out another race. It's yeah. once once or twice a year, or if yeah. you're you, three or four. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, but, I'll just, I'll just I'll go go for an ultra tomorrow. I don't know if you want to come or not. If, but uh, have, have you have you done an ultra? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't really like to talk about the ultras I've done. Four of them, if you're wondering. But yeah, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I don't really like to talk about it, to be honest. But uh, if you've done, if you, how do you know there's an ultra runner in the room? They'll tell you. That's yeah. how you know. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know. And I, so. I think I've managed to get it into so many conversations. I was at work not long ago, and I, I've, I walked out of a room and I said, "Did I just tell the old lady that I just run an ultra?" And I, think, <laughs> I think I just told someone at work that I'd run an ultra, and I just can't help but just say it. But. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, sixteen weeks so, for me. I'm, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yours is a is a bit after, isn't it? So it's the week after London, isn't it? Yours. So, so mine's the twenty eighth of April. Yeah. Yeah. So all the yeah. people we know doing a um, spring marathon, you'll be one of the last to go. So I'll I will just be sat there nervous, like an actor that comes on in Act Five. 
and has to watch the whole play and just sit out and just wait for your time. A bit like a substitute in a football match. I've just got to wait for my time and not choke and try not to, you know, try try and just be calm and just do my thing. Um, so, yeah, I've got to watch everyone hopefully smash their marathons, take all the uh, amazing inspiration and, uh, yeah, have a go myself and make sure that I do as well as I can on the day. Wicked. So, yeah. so, so what is your target for this year? You said you want to try and PB, but are you keeping the same target as you had at Manchester last year? Yeah, because technically I didn't hit my target, which was 342. So Project 342 is happening again uh, this year. So that is what I will be aiming for. I know my paces. I know my times. I know my splits, what I need to hit. So it's just about working towards that and trying not to get too um, too carried away on the day. And hopefully, hopefully I can finish stronger than I ever have on a race and uh, maybe even do better than 342. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this block. I'm, it's, it's crazy, but I'm actually really looking forward to getting into the hard work and really yeah. getting stuck in. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to those Sunday long run sessions where you're putting marathon yeah. pace into a long, long run. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, yeah, it sounds mental that you're looking forward to that, but I really am. I'm, I'm yeah. proper up for this one. I think that's what January does to you, doesn't it? I think we're the only species on earth that are happy to see January, aren't we? Everyone's moaning and complaining about January, but having 400 days in it and no one's got any money. But us runners... So our bread and yeah. butter, isn't it? Because we can just get stuck in, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm the same. I'm looking forward to just, you know, getting into some good sessions and um, yeah, starting to get the cool. volume in as well. So what have you got planned for this weekend, uh, training wise? So uh, where are we now? Friday night. So I've got a parkrun tomorrow. We're doing a bit of tourism. So Laura and I are meeting uh, one of her friends from school called Emily and their. Uh, her husband and their kids. So we're, we're going to a new parkrun, Edgebaston Reservoir parkrun over in Broome. So that's going to be fun. And I'm probably just going to run that at maybe marathon pace because I've. you can probably hear that I sound a bit like Barry White at the moment. I've had a bit of a cold all week. So I'll probably won't. I say this, I'll probably go hard. I'll probably go for a 5K BB tomorrow because <laughs> it's around a reservoir. It's pan flat and it's time out. So marathon pace to me and you. But to me, it's going to be a 5K attempt. And then yeah, Sunday is, is I'm going to do a bit of a top up if I've still got any, any any energy when I get back. And then Sunday is the first long run of the block. So I think I've got a half marathon or 22K on uh, on Sunday. So 13, 14 mile. And that will be easy with a couple of, couple of blocks of steady in there. And then that's it. So nothing at marathon pace yet on the, on the long, on the long run. So yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What about you? Are you are you going to be able to get out yet? Yes. So I am back out running, and actually on uh, well tomorrow, uh, Saturday, um, I am actually doing my first race since uh, coming back. Not sure how much actual racing and race pace will be involved, but um, it's a uh, the third leg or third race of the Birmingham uh, Cross Country League. So. Ooh. Yeah, gonna go and run for Bromsgrove and Redditch um and see what we can do. At the moment, BNR are leading the second division. We are top of the table at the moment. So we've got to try and keep Ooh. that up. So 
yeah, pressure's on for these last two races. Um, so yeah, we'll see see what we can do and see how we get on. But it, we are hosting as well, so it's in Redditch. Yeah. Uh, we're hosting this race, so I'm hoping that every single member of our team will be putting the spikes on and uh, yeah. getting around that muddy, boggy field um, for the race tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, is, that, so about, that about a t- is that about a 10k, is it? Yeah, it'd be, yeah, ju- it's normally either just under or just over 10k. It's never spot on. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's it's a 10k race. So we'll probably do a warm up and a warm, uh, warm down as well afterwards. And then Sunday, because I'm racing, it will be a super easy um, run on Sunday. But I'm thinking about 13 mile. So yeah, yeah. Cool. We should should be okay for this weekend to start ramping it up a little bit and see what see what happens. So. so, will you be taking the camera? That's what everybody wants to know. Will there be a video? Uh, I'll be taking the camera, but I don't think I'll be filming the whole race or anything like that. I'll just try and yeah. get some people at the side to try and get some footage of us going through all the mud and everything. Because uh, it's the first race back, I want to try and concentrate on not getting injured again <laughs> and if you drop your camera in cross country all the best yeah. all the best trying to find it through all those mud and spikes yes you'd never exactly. you'd just, it'd just so, be easier to just leave the camera and just buy a new one wouldn't it yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> so I, 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 w- I will be taking it down so i can film a bit and show everyone the conditions and obviously we're both of us are documenting training at the moment yes um so yeah it will be part of training and the training block so cool. i will be documenting it but we'll we, yeah we'll see what happens but Amazing. yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to it week one is almost done we are well yeah, on our way yeah same here i'll i'll be putting out a youtube um sorry am i allowed to plug myself um in this okay right okay no one else can do it for me uh so i'll be doing a uh, for anybody that wants to follow my training, I'll be putting out a weekly series of, uh, of videos. So hopefully 16 videos leading up to uh, Newport. So, um, yeah, they'll be starting to come out next week. But I don't know when we'll actually get around to putting this pod out. But um, oh, yeah, God, I know. we'll, we'll see as soon, as, soon, as soon as we can. It is today. It's Friday it's 12th, right, right now. Yeah. Friday, the 12th of January today. So I'm sure by about when August you you'll be listening this. to this. <laughs> yeah. So, so when people say this, we'll realise how bad we are at putting things out. Um, so, hopefully uh, it won't be as bad as my documentation of last uh, marathon block. It was all within the same year, so that's fine. So, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm going to document and be putting a video out for the 14 weeks as well. So um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a bit more on it this year. So hopefully there will be weekly updates rather than being all smashed in like two weeks right at the end of the block but yeah, there we go yeah but um, well, yeah think... so tell us sorry just just tell everyone where they can find you on like obviously on youtube and other social media so if they do want to follow what you're doing where they can yeah so my my youtube channel is called it's on andy and i've got an insta account as well i don't think i bother with any of the social medias these days i think that's it yeah, so Instagram, YouTube, or Strava as well. So you can also find find me on there if you type in it's it's on Andy or my full name's Andy Maguire. So yeah, come and uh, give us a follow. Excellent. Yeah, and um, 
if, if anybody wants to uh, follow me or see what I'm up to, um, I am Obi-Wan Brand on pretty much everything, I think. So, yeah, on YouTube, Obi-Wan Brand, Instagram, Obi-Wan Brand. I am, I have got a Facebook page as well, but I will admit I don't go on Facebook, Instagram posts for me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not on Facebook very often to interact with what's yeah. going on there. So the po posts go on there but um, I'm not sure I'll see what actually happens with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if, if you do want to check it out, oh, and it's Strava as well, as Andy said. So if you um, search for um, Obi-Wan brand, you should be able to find me on there. Um, but if not, it's Brett Ellsmore. But yeah. But, and um, we, just one final thing. We're hoping as well to put this podcast out in as many different sort of medias as we can. So, you can watch this podcast if you want to just literally watch our faces uh, on YouTube. We're going to set up a dedicated uh, YouTube channel, which is Running the Red Line. And so, yeah, please give us a, uh, a like and comment on it and subscribe and all that jazz. And we're also going to put it on our, everywhere where you can find where you normally find your podcasts. So Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the likes. So, so that's the plan. That's the pilot done, mate. We've done the pilot. Yeah. Woo! one down <laughs> i've got i've got yeah. a quick question for you i've got a quick bit of uh podcast related trivia for you do you know the average amount of podcasts podcasters make before they quit oh i reckon it's not even 10 i reckon it's somewhere around five or six i reckon and then they realize it's not going anywhere Seven apparently is the average. Ah, seven. So that's going to be our magic number to surpass. So we're yes, going to think of we, seven if we, ideas. Yes. If we can get past seven, then yeah, it's yeah. all okay. But um, yeah. yeah, that yeah. yeah, that does does mean we're going to do some planning. Oh, seven God, ideas. Yeah. Right. It's all right. But I've got more than seven pairs of shoes. I can talk for half an hour. Yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I've got about seven pair of easy shoes. So, yeah, we've got yeah. 14 videos worth. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay, nice. then, dude. Well, um, yeah, that was wicked. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, and we, we hope it sort of made sense. And, um, yeah, here's to the next one. Yeah, hopefully we uh, we come back for more. I'm sure we will. That was quite an enjoy enjoyable hour. A lot longer than we said we were going to actually do it for. Oh, um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we 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 set a limit of thirty minutes, and we're already <laughs> on fifty-four. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you have made it this far, then uh, massive thanks, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Nice one, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye.